You've often told me that Cory in the House was your favorite show growing up, right? When I was really young, yeah, on Disney. When you were like three years old, I wasn't. Would... I wasn't that young. <laughs> but I was like, yeah, eight in Cory. You know, in the House. that was a spinoff of That's So Raven. Yeah, That's So Raven being the Nickelodeon show that ran on Disney for five years. What, I don't know if any of that yeah. shit. That's true. <laughs> it ran on Disney. Anyways, show, yeah, That's So Raven got brought back in like 2017. So yeah. it took like a 10-year break. Mm. This, very similar, took like a 40-year break, and then it came back. <laughs> back in 1984, yeah, that's when this originally aired. And it stars the same people from the original. Yeah, the people that now are supposed to be parents, though, and they're supposed to have their own kids that kind of well, keep their Well, it stars choice. a divorced mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Soleil Moon Fry, that's her name, uh, Punky Brewster. And then you also have Cherry Johnson as Cherry, Quinn Copeland as Izzy, Noah Cottrell as Diego, Freddie Prince Jr. as Travis. I wanted to know, does anyone have a last name except for punky brewster in this thing because wikipedia just listed their first name uh well i mean a lot of them are adopted so i guess not i'm sure they do in later episodes i wasn't paying attention to the last names freddie prince jr looks old yeah i I saw a picture of him and i was like you know how like everybody's turning gray haired now the first abraham from the walking dead (laughs) now freddie prince jr like i remember when he was on 24 and i was like well Scooby-Doo was a few years ago. I remember when he was on Friends, and yeah, he did not That was over a decade Yeah. Okay, well, (laughs) Well, Friends was was two decades ago. Yeah. Yeah. And have you seen him on Punky Brewster, the original? No, I never watched this show. Neither did you, right? Yeah, I don't think he was on the original. (laughs) That was my joke. As someone someone who hasn't seen the show, did it work for you? I'm sure this is a kid's show, right? See, that's the thing. It struggles. Like, so many of these shows that are brought back nowadays my first full house you know Mm -hmm, yeah i haven't actually seen an episode but from what i've read they kind of struggle to figure out what audience they're going for they're trying to cash in on the people who are very nostalgic to their base from yesteryear you know but half of this episode you're talking about the sex life of a middle-aged mom and then Uh. the other half is spent on izzy who's eight years old and likes wearing a hoodie so between so it's like where are you trying to go with this? Are you trying to make a kind of cutting comedy? Like they literally use the word sex, which surprised me because on a kids yeah. show, usually you don't, you, you just have jokes about so it. So between a TVG, innuendo. so between a TVG and a TVPG, you would rate this more in the TVPG category? Uh, yeah, I guess. But the ending was so like, why seven? Like <laughs> it's literally just the same ending of the, foster parent having a really hard time getting letting go of a kid and then ending up realizing that they want the kid mm-hmm. and then having the kid it, it was like no good nick oh okay yeah that show that was on netflix for a couple months i ago. think one of the characters from no good nick is in this show oh which one i i'm not sure not for sure but hannah maybe and at first hannah, she was yeah. my favorite character but her 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 act got old. Most of the acts. Oh, is got it old. so? It's just like one trait characters. Then they basically keep yeah. You on have doing three siblings who are already living there. They're foster kids who are brought in. Uh, I guess Punky Pen- Brewster has had them for a while. Mm-hmm. One's the like sixteen year old daughter who wants her mom to date because she just got a divorce. One of them is a kid who is probably going to be gay, and so he likes painting his nails. Yeah, there's some stuff about that kid that happens in later episodes. I think his name is Daniel, and then the other one's name is Diego. Uh, And it does feel like the casting is trying to be as multicultural as possible. Mm -hmm. But then again, so was the original... 1984 version except that the sorry her co-star from the 1984 version is um i don't know if she's reduced to a character who's just a social worker best friend 
Okay, yeah. So, but so she's not in the episode that much then. The secondary one. I mean, she's there. This is a show that <laughs> kind of dealt a lot with the after-school special type crowd, such as like you know you don't usually have someone of high authority being like this episode we want kids and parents to watch together. Um, and some writers have even commented that the original got a lot darker than they remembered. And because of that, I have a game. I have uh, three truths and one lie. I want you to guess the lie on uh, shows around this time, including Punky Brewster as one of the possible lies that uh, the storylines in which were done. So yeah, I'm not sure what you mean by that, but just okay, go ahead. So yeah. for the first one, season five, episode 15, Will Smith and the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. One of the plot lines... Will Smith was around... Wait, I thought the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was 90s. I'm, I'm talking about the same type of crowd because this show ended in 1988. So around yeah, early 90s. Well, actually, I think it was syndicated until 1988. I think the actual ending, because I did a quick like look right before I started watching. I promise I didn't do any research beside this. Um, it was it was like 1984 to 1987. So but, you so did you see that there was a uh, other spinoff called It's No, I didn't. Okay, yeah. Into it. Okay, well I'll, I'll go into that later. But uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air season five episode fifteen, Will Smith gets shot in one of the episodes. That's one of the possible lies. Growing Pains had Matthew Perry on. He had a three-episode story arc around season four. The story arc ends with him dying because he was a drunk driver in a car crash. Uh, That sounds real. One of the episodes, um, Ben 10, Alien Force, I want to throw this in there, was a Cartoon Network show. Uh, It was canceled, but it ended because they didn't know it was going to be canceled with him being picked up by Alien Task Force. Uh, making a lot of viewers wonder why they would end such a show on a dark note. That doesn't really seem that dark. And then the final uh, episode uh, was Punky Brewster, in which the original, the kids got lost on a camping trip, ran into some Native Americans, and the Native Americans proceeded to tell uh, scary stories that revolved around evil. That's where they ended it? That's not where they ended it. That was just an episode that happened in the show. Oh, okay. Because if they had ended it that way, I feel like there would have been some mention about <laughs> having survived it to the pilot or in the pilot. Probably. Um, I don't know. One of those is fake. You're saying one of them is fake. Yeah. Uh, does Will Smith get shot? I feel like that would uh... again. That's not how the show would have ended. That was just an episode in the series. Yeah, I think someone gets shot. Eh, I don't know the Will Smith one. No, the Will Smith one was real. The right. uh, the fake one was Ben 10 Alien Force. I actually took the ALF storyline, where in season four, the finale of ALF was that he got p- picked up by Alien Task Force, and fans for 30 years have been like, why did they end it on such a dark note? Because it effectively ended the series when yeah, it wasn't supposed to. Yeah, I dismissed it, because like, I didn't see the point in that So, uh, So, with that being said... There's does... a dog in this show called Brandy. I yeah, just want to throw that out. Yeah, there. in fact, well, in, did you realize that the sets were a lot more vibrant than the, big? Oh, most definitely. This They go out of their way to try to make up for any flaws in the script by making the <laughs> set as claustrophobically filled with every <laughs> single thing you can think of in the background. It's At first, it looked like the How I Met Your Mother set, but mm-hmm. just booked with different stuff well and the like set designers the set designers did their best to try and fill with rugs they went to thrift shops flea markets all they could to kind of fill this place up and you talked about the dog they wanted to make it really big so that brandy it seems, wasn't that big. Oh. Uh, no the the set really big so it seemed like brandy could have a place where they could run around and have the characters all be spaced out effectively well, you know how short the main character is no I, she's like five foot one and you can only tell that because at the very opening of the show where they're all running into screen together and like smiling at the camera she's in the middle and they very carefully place the tallest people like freddie <laughs> prince jr on the sides but you yeah. can totally tell that most of the kids are taller than her at this point and some of the kids are only like 10 years old 
Well, I know that Freddie Prince Jr. didn't actually want to act in the script until he was given it. He read it and he was like, okay, I'll do it. But he wanted to actually be a dad and take a break from acting for I a while. I thought he has been taking he a break. He has been taking a break. But I don't. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Anyways, yeah. So you remember that Freddie Prince Jr. really hated working on 24? Yeah. Because why? Because Kiefer Sutherland was short and he didn't like to share scenes unless people were like on a footstool with him. You're joking, right? No, this is a true fact. So I guess he was just happy that she was happy with being short. Uh, yeah, I wonder if that's what they do for like <laughs> the series. I know with Tom Cruise, they do that pretty often. Well, yeah, too. but that's because he's short in general, not because of like... Anyway. Kiefer Sutherland is kind of short. He's like four foot seven, I think. So then do you know how, how tall uh, Freddie Prince Jr. is? He's probably like six. Uh, yeah, I think he's over. This is like a very important thing to be talking about right now. I did want to point out for the flaws of the show, like this is the type of show that we have Uber jokes, parents on Tinder jokes, I was gonna, yeah. woke 2021 jokes, uh, laugh track in and the background, was, and yeah. then the one of the kids doing the floss. Okay, you just like marked out like a ton of questions I had about that. But in terms of that, you say like the floss. Were these jokes that did seem up to date or were they jokes that seemed like they were up to date that a lot of like old people they write? They filmed it in 2020, I think. Yeah. And they were talking about it as if it was in 2021. Like the daughter Hannah was saying like, hey, it's 2021. Why can't I wear a crop top? I'm a woman. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, right. But like with stuff like Tinder, that's not really a big app anymore, but it used to be back in the day. So I'm asking, did the the, like writers seem like they were trying to bring in new things that were really old or were they actually new tinder's, jokes tinder's still around i think tinder's still pretty profitable and i think that like kids use use it to make fun of their parents okay so, so if you could describe the opening title sequence this show has because the original went through a ton of them they had an opening sequence made up entirely of location footage in chicago then three weeks later they tried to do another one that was a mix of that with animation then after that they just decided to be like you know what we're just going to go with a normal opening sequence uh did they do the same thing here was it just i told you what it was it's just them all running in together and then having the her in the middle um what we are not really talking about the plot yet it, what do they say about izzy because izzy is kind of the replacement punky brewster for the show yeah quinn copeland is her name and she's gotten basically critical praise from everybody a lot of people find her their favorite character uh okay and I, I, she's just a precocious kid you, you get a precocious kid on almost every tv show right but her, uh, her timing i guess is okay it was supposed to be again reminiscent of punky brewster how she was back yeah, in yeah and maybe if i'd watched that that series then i'd be like oh this is almost exactly right but it, they they overplay that joke like the very first meeting that you get between punky brewster and is he is punky brewster basically saying you are me <laughs> from right. from being a kid so it, i think that's probably saying enough for the audience was punky more tame or did she try to tame izzy during the episode or was she just kind of as crazy she as tried to was? make her feel okay about not leaving at every site like izzy kept keeps on trying to escape that's her joke mm -hmm. is that as an eight-year-old she's trying to take an uber and she's trying to leave and escape and freddie prince jr is able to entice her with say chocolate chip pancakes <laughs> you see this does seem very kid friendly like I, I can't think of a lot of like how i met your mother episodes or big bang theory episodes where they would have that type of like i don't know chocolate this is, chip bang this is one of those shows they're trying to sell on peacock like, yeah well not trying to sell yeah it got greenlit for 10 episodes so i think that's why they're testing the boundaries and still making like jokes about her dating life at the same time as trying to do something 
that's for young kids. Yeah, well, and the weird thing about the spinoff that they did, It's Punky Brewster, which was ran from 1985 to 1986, was that it was an animated show, which had, for the most part, the same cast members. I assume that this, however, is trying to kind of be different. This um, feels like if Modern Family came back in 20 years, but the star of the show was the girl who was adopted by the, the gay oh, couple. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, as she was leading the show. <laughs> that that'd be strange i think that modern family is different because it has like three i get it. I, yeah i'm not saying it's, it's directly proportional but um, between this and saved by the bell which one did a, be- a better job of like having to deal with real issues i think i'll look back on saved by the bell and say this is much more original uh the saved by the bell version was this show it felt just like any other really kind of cheesy three you know, single person raising three kids it's the keenan show we did a few weeks ago or yeah a few days ago you you kind of brought up the fact that this show uh punky has a son that is non-conforming uh they're trying to kind of push that especially in episode six and they're trying to really bring that to the forefront they're pushing it constantly because like everybody gets their moment with that realization that the kid is probably going to be gay mm-hmm. um once he decides that and everybody's cool with it um, to the point of his brother, too, being like uh, jumping in and, and I think helping him paint his nails or something mm-hmm. in this episode. I, I mean, that's that is where we're at in TV shows. It feels like at this point it is becoming a stereotype. Like almost, yeah, it seems like a lot of shows are trying to kind of like I was going to the there. big twist at the end of this episode. Though, oh, there's a twist. <laughs> the twist is that her mom calls her and I guess that her mom ditched her in the original series mm-hmm. and the mom had ditched Izzy and that's why they were yeah yeah I think connecting so, so <laughs> when her mom calls her at the end her mom has to be like 80 years old so it's <laughs> so it's going to have like a i guess a little bit of a story arc but not like much right it's gonna have yeah yeah the the reviews for this show the critical reviews have been somewhat mixed it's gone to 50 percent as stated before they like the acting especially from quinn copeland and Salil moonfry it's gone to 6.3 on imdb however uh, and 50 percent on tomatoes 82% for an audience rating, and on IMDb, when I read the uh, written reviews, it seemed like most of them were giving it 10s and 9s, except for one, which gave it a 5. So I think that the people that watched this show as a kid, or people who were fans of the original, end up liking the show a lot more than critics Did have. Did they say why they liked it? Uh, they were just saying that they, a lot of them were just the title, this is the best show ever, ton of exclamation marks. The critics, however, have been saying that it's just kind no, of... No, but I mean, like, did they say in their wording They just said that it was it? really funny. Oh, well, then I'm not sure how much you can take. You take that with a big grain of salt. Then. Well, yeah, that, again, it was only 15 reviews. However, so people there are like, even plot holes in the first. Like, why would the kids who are all foster kids of hers, why would they be so anti bringing another foster kid in? Because she comes in, she's like, I'm going to throw a family meeting or a family talk. And she asks them, hey, I need you guys to be cool with this. And they're like, no, we're not as a joke. And they weren't joking, but the joke is... Right, that, yeah, that they wouldn't be cool. Yeah, you got that. a lot of yeah. laughter by that crowd. <laughs> I want I want <laughs> oh, a show... Was it, was it one of those shows that had the laugh track went, like, huge Constantly. at some point? Yes, but the laugh track for one of these shows has to just break the fourth wall and, like, have people stop laughing as much and then have, like, the laugh track people break it. That like, reminds me of a BoJack Horseman special where they kind of did what you were talking about. Yeah, where, but that's like, like a cartoon. <laughs> I want to have some sort of... Like, for the Kevin... 
the Kevin Kanafian weight show that Rashida Jones is doing. Mm, Like, if they would do something like that where it's kind of meta and have the laugh track, hey, that's not even funny. And then, like, it's like trickle off. With what you're talking about, WandaVision kind of does that as well. But I understand what you're saying here. I think that the show, though, to be honest with you, I think that it was just kind of a reason for them to start doing something and push something out during the time of COVID. Um, Floss jokes, though. I mean, that, that I do see where you were saying, like, some of these jokes feel older than they are. The humor in that is like 2016, 2017. Yeah, I know that time called it kind of lazy and they, they gave oh, a pretty... Oh, yes, that's actually very spot on. So like if you are just one of those people who enjoys light, light comedy, <laughs> then this will be fine. You'll enjoy seeing Freddie Prince Jr. and the main lady. Soleil Moonfry. I don't want to attempt her name because I saw her first name is spelled very strange. Soleil? Yeah, S-O-L-E-I-L. Cool. Anyways, I'm sure you'll enjoy that. But if you're looking for anything with like cutting comedy or or something that'll make you really think with the jokes, uh, yeah, you look elsewhere. Watch, watch Saved by the Bell. <laughs> watch Saved by the Bell. IndieWire gave it a mixed review saying, again, the acting was fun, but that the storyline just needs work. They also made a joke about phone tracking. Um, like, she, a, like an app? Yeah, that that's how she found them because they went to her old like um, treehouse or something. The that kids she, have phones or just her? So they on Mumbai. She yeah, tracked her kids' phones to find out where the 16-year-old had brought Izzy. Okay. Because she was trying to save Izzy from the, her new foster parents, which the foster parents had gone through all of the necessary means to adopt this new daughter. Mm-hmm. But they're coming off very snobbish. Like, they want to send her to a school that's very uh, private and elite. And they're going to have her doing lessons and uh, just constantly have her schedule booked. Right. And so um, Punky Brewster's whole thing is like, let her be a kid. And and that's and she refuses to adopt them out. I don't think that she's able to do that or be a foster parent if she's going to interfere with that part. Yeah, no, that seems kind but, of like it's crossing a boundary there. Yeah, um, but I, for the sake of the show, I guess it's it's one of those things. So on a scale from one to ten, what would you give this? I would give it, if I'm being generous, a six. Yeah, so um, basically Henry, around the same time. Oh, God. I was going to say, they do mention the main guy who I know passed away, right? Henry? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, in, in the first few minutes, they keep on talking to his dead po- po- portrait on the wall. Was that funny? okay so this has a 6.3 the original has 6.5 so it's actually not that far off from what the original had i didn't check what the animated show has but i think it's around the same thing so if you like the show basically or the original you're probably gonna like this no i'm just saying if oh you know what was selling it in the middle of the peacock like you know how they do commercials and stuff they they told me in numerous times (laughs) apartments.com we're we're not sponsored by them but you know who is it's the guy from uh what's it called Uh, jeff goldblum yeah, Jurassic Park. Jurassic yeah, okay. Park, eh? All right, well, I think that's about it for this episode. Do you have anything else to say? It would actually be a fun show to watch with friends if you're just making fun of it. On that note, we'll see you in the next one. We'll be reviewing Debris, uh, the pilot. So, bye. Bye.